There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ah, uh, yes. Welcome to the We Got the Chocolates podcast. It's the sports podcast for the non-professionals. If you tried really hard to be good at sport, but never quite nailed it, you're in good company. Check out these less than marvellous bits coming up. So, oh man, I'm not sure how many people are, are watching our TikTok videos, but God, our acting is horrendous. We have to go back and resuscitate the rat. And he's like, no, we don't. It's a rat. And I'm like, yes, we do. It's a vital part of Australia's ecosystem. Well, actually, mine's not a joke. It's actually a true story. Oh. Uh, so. <laughs> same, actually, same. Nice handbrake, <laughs> And now over to Lee, Sam and Mitch with the marvellous... We Got the Chocolates podcast. Scouts, hello. It's great to have you back with us as we bring club social vibes to your car stereo, really. I'm Lee. I'm Sam. I'm Mitch. And I'm Andrew. And this is episode 97. Thanks for tuning in to We Got the Chocolates. It's the place you know you'll always get extraordinary content from very ordinary blokes. And boys, I've, uh, I've got a story for you. All from, uh, I'm back at work this week, which is unfortunate, really. But anyway, it's got to be done. Um for those who don't know, I I work uh, I work a lot with the old people and I do exercises in the home with them. And I, I went and saw one of my regular old ladies that I've been seeing for three or four years and popped into her house and did some exercise. She does it in the kitchen. Usually the TV's on. Uh, nothing unusual this time. So I, I went in there. The TV was on, and uh, I bet halfway through her exercises on the TV, um, a bare naked male uh, backside appeared. And I thought, okay. Interesting, it's the midday movie. I thought, okay, this is strange. It's a bit awkward with an 80-year-old lady. And then about probably two minutes later, uh, that bare-naked male backside was, um, let's say, doing some horizontal folk dancing with our very own Nicole Kidman in the, in the, uh, in the midday movie. And I must admit, that was... It was quite awkward with watching with an eighty-year-old lady. Though. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know, the elephant. Yeah. Oh, not really. I'm, I'm one for words, but you know that, that was three or four minutes of dead silence, and, and that made me even more uncomfortable. To be yeah, right. Okay. It was a t- it was a tough initiation back I, to work, boys. I would have really loved if she just like watched for a couple of minutes, and then turned to you and just said. One of my favourite movies. <laughs> that's it. That's Al Nicole. Uh, <laughs> so patriotic. Jeez, I love the filmmaking industry. <laughs> oh, that's very good, Gaddy. Welcome back to work, too. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Back good. on the tools like the rest of us. Mm. Working hard, I've heard. Yeah. Working hard. Yep. Yeah. yeah, she only rang me eight times today. <laughs> Boredom gets the best of everyone, boys. <laughs> All right, joke of the day, and I think we're doing it slightly differently this week. I'm going to tell a joke, and so is Mitch. And Lee and Andrew have to decide which joke is the best. Yeah, it has. I guess the backstory to that is that generally we'll come in here wanting to do a joke of the day and we struggle to have one person ready to do a joke. And tonight we came in 
and Gody was like, I've got a joke. You came in and said, I've got a joke. And Mitch came in and said, I've got a joke. So Gody was already doing a story, so we'd been that. But out of you two, we're like, well, boys, you can't just waste these valuable resources. Like, absolutely, I'll be forgotten by next week. So both go. Yeah. Well, actually, mine's not a joke. It's actually a true story. Oh, uh, so. <laughs> nice handbrake, Has. <laughs> back, to, uh, back to when I was a teenager. And I used to go out with a girl who just couldn't stop counting. So even after our conversations, you just go back to counting. And I often wonder what she's up to now. It was short and I thought it sort of was like going to go into our bad dating segments again mm. from last week. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't sound like a belter. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, mine's a little bit longer. Apologies. Another true story. So as a jack. Don't let me interrupt me. So I was having a chat to a, uh, an old, old fella uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he, he grew up in a small town up in the mountains, a very small town, had one church in it, and everyone went to the church. Everyone in the town went to the church every Sunday, and there was one preacher who rode a bicycle everywhere, because it's a small town, you don't need a car, you know, so he was just always on his bicycle, every th- everywhere he went, you saw him on his bike, um, except one day this bloke was walking past him, walking down the street, and, and the preacher was walking towards him on his, on his feet, you know, walking, so he, he asked him, where's your bike? Um, and the preacher said, I'm pretty sure someone's stolen it, you know, like someone's pinched me bike. So I don't, you know, I'm a bit, bit rattled, don't know what to do about that. And, and this bloke that I was chatting to said, well, you know, there's a pretty easy way to find out who's stolen your bike. You know, obviously we're going, everyone's going to be in church on Sunday and you're going to be up there preaching. So just do a big sermon on the, the Ten Commandments. And when you get to number eight, thou, thou shall not steal, you're just going to scream it out. Like make a point of really yelling it out and make eye contact. Look out in the audience and stare at everyone in the audience and, and there'll be one bloke who's looking real guilty. You know, he'll be sort of avoiding eye contact. He'll be, And you're going to know that he's stolen your box. So yeah, brilliant idea. And, and church comes around on Sunday and he's going through the Ten Commandments, you know, and then number eight comes around and he just races on through it, doesn't, like, hardly even thinks about it, doesn't give it a second mention. So this bloke that I was chatting to goes up and asks him about it the other, at, the, at the end of the sermon. He says, you know, what happened to number eight? You didn't, you didn't make a fuss out of it at all. You hardly even slowed down. He said, well, yeah, well, I got to number seven. Uh, thou shalt not commit adultery. And I remembered where I left my bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Very good. Big build up. Nice. Yeah, that's a longer. That was like uh, a, a very high contrast. Mm. Uh, one short joke from Hans, one long one from Skin. Both good. Both good. I'm happy. Both staying in. Well done. Oh, well, we're gonna cut out, we were going to cut out the one that was bad, but mm. they were both successful. So. Good. Outstanding. More now, up. last week, you remember episode 96, we went through, inspired by my double date casting, three, two legs cast, what was it? Two arms cast, one leg cast, other way around, I think. Two legs cast, one arm cast. What's a cast uh, there? By that. <laughs> yeah, it was... That was the dating story that inspired our segment for plenty of listeners were involved in the bad dating or worst date you've ever been on that segment. Now, I actually came across someone who I knew was absolutely bound to have a belter dating story. And clearly, I don't mean a good story. This is not the place for them. I mean a bad date or worst date type of story. And I was lucky enough to catch up with her and have a chat during the week. And this is how it went. Because, obviously, for professional development reasons, I've spent a reasonable amount of time on TikTok during the day. I came across someone who I know will be able to contribute to the bad dating stories. Her name is Nikki. She's absolutely getting the chocolates with her diary entry style videos over on TikTok. And many people actually live vicariously through her and her dating stories. Nikki, have I got you there? Hello, you have. Thank you so much for having me. 
No worries at all. It is a pleasure to have you. And and what I believe is your podcasting debut. Would that be right? I mean, you've probably listened to them before, but you've never your voice has never featured on one, has it? No, this is my first. And what an introduction. Thank you so much. I've seen enough of your videos and, and visited the comments section, which is sometimes an interesting place to visit, in fact. But lots of people like live, they're very keen on you finding the love of your life or, or, or like when, it, when your last relationship sort of broke up. There were people that seemed to be more heartbroken than you were. Oh, yeah. The people, the people of TikTok are very invested in my love life. I get not only unsolicited advice, but I get asked for advice, which I just think like, if you're coming to me, this has got to be a last resort. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> That is um that is me getting a phone call, um, <laughs> and it's played and it's played the Brisbane Lions theme song as my oh ringtone. Um, that's iconic. Leave that in. Yeah, yeah, that's that's staying in. Now, the way we thought you would be a great fit for this podcast, and and just to give you some background on how this came about, I don't know if you can relate to this, but. I rocked up at a date and without sort of being warned or it coming up in conversation, my date had uh, two broken legs, one broken arm and was on crutches. Oh my gosh. No, can't say I've ever done that. Um, But nothing like a broken limb to really spark love, I think. (laughs) Yes. Well, not in that particular scenario, but I'm sure it's worked for other people. You're exactly right. We want to hear about the one that you think of when someone says, Nikki, what's the worst date you've ever been on? Okay, so I did have to think about this a little bit, but there is one that does stand out, admittedly, and it's it's mildly traumatic for me <laughs> to think about. But um, long story short, so I matched with this guy that I went to school with on a dating app, and it, I always had a bit of a crush on him when we were younger, so it was kind of a fulfilling a high school dream kind of situation. And so when he suggested that I pick him up from his work Christmas party at 10.30pm on a Friday night... Alarm bells didn't really ring because I guess I already knew him. Yeah, fair. No, no one's usually in a great state at that time after after work drinks on a Friday, are they? No, and I mean I don't know what I thought we were going to be doing. I guess it was Christmas time and pre-COVID, so I was like, all right, I'll pick him up. We'll go on a bit of a drive, look at some Christmas lights, drop him home. It'll be very wholesome, very PG, all good. Um, and um, Nikki, if I can stop you for one second, just because we we do want people to learn something from this, would you recommend the Christmas light looking as a uh, for all, all the guys out there listening? Is that a, a successful dating plan? Do you think? <laughs> Before this date, I wasn't against it. Since the date, I probably wouldn't recommend it, <laughs> and you'll learn why. <laughs> okay, nice. Sorry for butting in. Continue. No, all good. Um, so he got in the car, and two things became very apparent very quickly. Number one was that he'd been drinking for probably five to seven consecutive hours, and it showed he was in no great state. Number two, he didn't want to look at Christmas lights. So now I've got this pretty drunk guy in my car and no idea what to do with him late at night on a Friday. So I was like, okay, we will go on a walk. Let's do something wholesome. And he like didn't want to, he didn't want to go on a walk. I was like, we're going, we're going to this park. So we're driving to this oval that's kind of near where we both live, which is pretty suburban Sydney. So pretty leafy, pretty bushy, pretty dark. Sounds like we're about to get murdered. (laughs) It turns out actually I was going to be the one doing the murdering because a rat ran in front of my car and under my wheel, a big one as well. And it was, it was traumatic for me. I mean, I've, I love all of God's creatures. Anyone that knows me knows that I love animals. So I've never killed a cockroach, let alone a marsupial. And immediately I just lose my mind. I'm distraught. I am hyperventilating. I'm on the brink of tears. This poor guy has sobered up faster than anyone sobered up in his life. And he's trying to calm me down. So, and crazy things are coming out of my mouth. I'm saying things like, we have to go back and resuscitate the rat. And he's like, no, we don't. It's a rat. And I'm like, yes, we do. It's a vital part of Australia's ecosystem. And he's like, it's a rat. (laughs) Do you need to calm yourself? So now at this point, he's trying to convince me 
to go on this walk because he wants me to be distracted. So I like we get to this oval, we're lapping this oval and I'm preoccupied. I've just taken a life. Like I've committed more or less a murder. So I'm not focusing on him at all. All I can think and talk about is this bloody rat. And he's like trying to distract me. He's showing me rocks and like grass and I'm just not having a bar of it. And then we get back to the car and we're just sitting there and I've calmed down a little bit and this car pulls up and he goes, how funny would it be if that was the police? And I'm like, uh, actually not that funny. I've committed a crime tonight. I've taken a life. I've killed an Australian native species. There is no humor in this. Um, as it turns out, it was the police and it wasn't that funny. We'd parked in what I now know to be a drug dealing hotspot. So they like searched us. They searched the car. We got torture shot in our eyes. I got ID'd. Um, and then, yeah, one of them even had the audacity to make a joke about how we should find a more romantic location for our date. For example, a bed. Oh, wow. Maybe overstepping the boundaries of Australia's law enforcement, giving dating advice is a whole next level. But, um, yeah, so that was all very traumatic. And then after that, I was like, far out. I'm ready to comfort eat. I need a burger. Let's go to Macca's. And he goes, I'm a vegetarian. And I was like, okay, this is enough. Like, I need to take you home. <laughs> this is not going well. So yeah, dropped him home. And then, yeah, I did actually go back to the street to see if the rat was still there and it was gone. So I can only hope that it found a new lease on life and ran off into the bush and pursued its rat dream of, I don't know, having lots of babies and eating lots of leaves. I don't I don't know what rats do in their spare time, but yeah. <laughs> rats eat leaves? Oh, that's a question for another time. Okay, so a couple of key findings. The police weren't actually out doing a crackdown on animal cruelty and just trying to find people that had run over rats. That just happened to be, happened to be just, they weren't specifically looking for you. They just happened to stumble across you. Yeah, I think luckily the police was unrelated to the rat incident, but it felt like a lot of the time. <laughs> I was convinced they were coming for me. And in your state, I'm surprised you didn't just like start confessing to all, all the, to the crime. It's like, <laughs> look, I know, yes, I did, the, I, I killed the rat as well. Like, oh, what? Well, we, we don't really care about that. <laughs> World's worst criminal. I just immediately start owning up to everything I've ever done. All the jaywalking from years ago. I'm like, and by the way, I crossed this road in 2015. Take me now. <laughs> They're like, calm yourself. <laughs> calm yourself. Nah, we actually just want you to move your car if that's all right. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay. And second thing, that was obviously a first date and it ended just after a series of what? I mean, it doesn't seem like it's anyone's fault in particular. It's more just a series of unfortunate events to sort of steal that movie title. Was that the final date? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was a lovely guy. I obviously knew him before vaguely. So that was, but that was his kind of first experience with me, me being that distraught. I mean, a lot happened, I think. There's a few things that a relationship can't really recover from and being at only the first date point, I think the rat murder really solidified the nail in the coffin on that one, sadly. The rat murder. For our listeners, they are sitting at home going like, man, this girl, she's got her head screwed on properly and I'm so pleased that she had those experiences so that I don't have to. Where, where can they find more from you, Nikki? Oh, goodness. Um, you can check out my TikTok at Nikki the Chameleon, N-I-K-K-I, and my Instagram is Nikki Potter one Easy to find, that's for sure. And I would implore people to go and find you. Very, very entertaining, very humorous, as is your dating story. And we appreciate you choosing to tell that on the We Got The Chocolates podcast. That is fantastic. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Guys, you know how I have a significant issue with lateness? Mm-hmm. Well, the other day, driving to school, first bell rings at 8.30, so I should really probably be there by 8.30. Mm, at least. Maybe earlier. All right. Well, anyway, I was killing it this day. I was like, I'm getting here at 8.25. Turns out I actually had a meeting at 8.10 that I didn't know about, so I was late. But I thought, I've got time for a coffee here. 
So I'm going straight into this local cafe, and you'll never guess what I found. Uh, full head of a step ladder. Jeez, <laughs> sorry that I told this story. No, it was just the coffee syrups and smoothie bases from Alchemy. Alchemy Cordials, eh? That's a, uh, a weird coincidence because we just happen to be able to offer 10% off plus free shipping on all Alchemy products to our listeners when they use the code WGTC10 at alchemycordial.com.au. Yeah, and if you're as obsessed with flavor as we are, then you know where to go. The team at Alchemy work hard to bring you new and innovative flavors that will blow your mind and your taste buds. Check them out at alchemycordial.com.au and use the code WGTC10 for 10% off and free shipping. Please stop being late to all your engagements. It's quite an annoying habit. Yeah, just rolling in with a hot beverage. Nice. And boys, our sporting news for the week, uh, our Aussie cricketers have just finished a um, rather unsuccessful tour of Bangladesh. Not that we got to see any of it on TV because it wasn't televised, but for the first time since some time. I can't remember the last time. Yeah, actually, where's Charlie? We'd, Charlie? We had Charlie in the background here. Charlie, can you find out when the last time a... Uh, Cricket tour series was never televised, yeah. like a blackout series. Especially when you pay 900 bucks a month for Fox and there's 48 Fox Sports channels and yeah. you don't get to see it. But, but you get, like, the, get the World Curling Championships, though, so that's good. <laughs> it, wasn't on, it wasn't on KO Sports, yeah. it wasn't on Fox. It good was, people, it was KO. Nowhere. Yeah. Good um, people. Are they? Uh, could be. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, but so that I found that quite odd. Yeah, and a, a bit of a debacle for our guys. Like obviously, we probably didn't send our, I guess, full strength side over, you know, a few... Likes at home, bubble fatigue and all that type of stuff as well. But we got beaten 4-1 by Bangladesh. I was just having a quick look at the scorecards before. We actually didn't make it over 121 was our highest score in five 2020 games. Now, that's not a great you know, batting display by our guys. Now, obviously, the conditions mm-hmm. were very, very different to what we're going to face over here. And they probably played three or four spinners. Well, they did play three or four spinners, but... Guys, not our best tour. No. no, I mean, if it's like a two-game series against Bangladesh, you probably expect, you know, you might lose one or two. Mm-hmm. That happens in T20 cricket. Yep. But best of five, you know, they definitely want to come home, you know, winning three of them probably at least. Um, so disappointing there. And I, I'm just looking at Justin Lang's report card here, sort of how many games he's won and lost since he came in as coach of Australia. And he's, he's coached 115 games in total over all the formats. Mm-hmm. Won 56, lost 53, and drawn four. So just has a positive mm. win-loss ratio there, just over one. So, um, you know, at least he's won more than he's lost. But I think as an Australian team, you'd expect a lot more than that. You know, maybe maybe if you play England and India away from home, you might lose, you know, half the games, which is fair enough. You'd expect that. But overall, with home games included against weaker countries every now and then, you'd want to be winning you know, way more than you mm. lose. I, I think as well, like, one thing that, you know, it's always been sort of, I guess, well-written that, you know, we struggle against spin and struggle in those conditions and stuff. But I think it's gotten to the point now where maybe, you know, we've prepared a lot for this. You know what I mean? Like, mm. we, we've done, you know, a lot of, like, the underage teams go to India and Sri Lanka and all that type of stuff. They, they, they've set up the, you know, the facilities at Queensland Cricket here. I know, like, Have they've, the got, they've like got the spin wickets and all that oh, type yeah. So it's not like... I don't think we can use it, oh, yeah, they're foreign conditions mm. anymore. I, I think it's maybe to the point as well, maybe do we uh, do we need to look at ourselves and, you know, how we go about playing spin bowling or slow bowling or different style bowling compared to, you know, playing 2020 at the Gabba. I mean, has you'd obviously know better than most, so it's a dream for batters. Their ball slides on, you know, it's, you know, but those conditions over there look pretty ropey from the limited vision we saw, so. Yeah. Uh, on the limited vision, Charlie's got back to me, 1994, uh, in Pakistan, mm-hmm. it was the last time that a series was ever played without yeah, right. being able to watch at all. So any television rights? I reckon whatsoever. we lost that series as well. There you go, Charlie. <laughs> we lost. 
we lost a game by one wicket at test match there. If this is correct, that's it's 100% correct. Last week knowledge. it put on 50. Wushtak yeah. Ahmed and Inz Mamahak. What the Why hell? Why do you know this? I don't know. That is it's a weird, weird, hey? I think yeah, I'm right. Really I could weird. be wrong. Really if it's weird. right, I'm, you owe me another beer. Sure. I mean, I bought yeah. beers tonight again. Yeah, I'll go grab one for you. Shock yeah. yeah, it's in the freezer, which <laughs> I bought. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, we'll try and find that out. Mm. Um, but also, interesting, on Haz's point about the Justin Langer's record, there was a, I know there was an article that was getting a reasonable mm. amount of traction. Um, that was from Tom Morris, the mm-hmm. writer, about how Justin Langer's position needs to be looked at in terms of, know that Mickey Arthur before him, Darren mm-hmm. Lehman before him, all been held to account sort of thing. And that, as has said, that the Australian team, we probably have quite high expectations mm-hmm. of how they go. And as a general public, he, he was sort of making the point that, I think the basis of his article was similar to what Hazard said, that his winning ratio was not that impressive. And his other point was that he was trying to say what players have improved dramatically while Justin Lang has been at the helm. Mm-hmm. That was his point. Whether you agree with that or not, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I mean, it's easy to pick out someone like Marnus mm-hmm. that obviously that we know well that certainly has improved mm-hmm. uh, massively in the in the time. But then it's, it's hard to say from the outside. You don't know how much that has to do with yeah. that particular well, coach. And, whether and it would be any different with any other coach. I well, feel you like look a at lot someone like Smith as well. Like he's our you know he's our star batsman. Like I mean, it's pretty hard to improve on someone averaging sixty two <laughs> in Test cricket. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. like that's that's quite hard to, but. I don't know. It just for me, like, not that I saw a lot of that too. And like, you can sort of throw it away. It's like, oh yeah, it's a meaningless twenty twenty two and stuff. But again, does it, does it give more question marks for when we do go to India? When we do go to Sri Lanka again, they're going to play three spinners. Yeah, you know? and like, what can we do to counteract that, regardless of the format we play in? So, yeah, I don't think it's really that much the coaches' fault. To be honest, in cricket, especially, it's up to the players to just perform. Their skill on, yeah. the, on the day. Mitch Marsh had a standout tour, which is good to mm. see. He's yeah. he's he banged him in all the games, which is good. The only part I think that's kind of concerning is just in terms of our because in the West Indies, we have, mm-hmm. the one days they played was actually in preparation for the T20. Mm-hmm. Still, by the looks, like the team was almost identical yeah. to what they would play in the twenty twenties. The only thing, like I've read a lot of comments saying, like, oh, we don't have Smith, we don't have Maxwell, mm-hmm. we don't have Stoinis, and yeah. all of those who probably are walk up starters mm-hmm. for sort of twenty twenty mm-hmm. cricket. But all the players that were playing dominate. The big bash mm-hmm. block they actually go really really well yeah. in the in the um, big bash competition mm-hmm. the BBL so I guess that's the only thing that you'd have to look at as like a holistic view and go mm. that's probably a little bit concerning it's not like we're picking Muppets yeah, yeah absolutely picking our best really really our good best players. players like our really really good players and yeah like you said Mitch Marsh is probably the only one that you sort of look at in that series and yeah. go geez that was impressive. Mm-hmm. Everyone else probably comes across, comes away with with certain question yep. marks over their ability to play in different. Yeah, conditions. I'll, I'll add Hazel with there. I thought he bowled his numbers were oh, yeah. fantastic. He's yeah, a, he's fair. a phenomenal bowler. Mm. Full stop, really. And that's in twenty twenty, which where he's probably not. Well, I mean, like he's not. Yeah, he's not. You know, regarded as our best, you know, white ball bowler. But he's a phenomenal bowler. Mm. My goodness, face team has. Yeah, he got me out a few times uh, for sure. But yeah, I guess uh, sticking with cricket. We recently, as a Queensland cricket group, got given these whoop bands uh, to wear around our wrists. Whoop, uh, there it is. Mm. Yeah, and uh, so they sort of just log your activity. They, they work out how much strain you've had throughout the day, how much sleep you should get, how good your sleep was based off what level of sleep you, you were in throughout the night, that sort of thing. Um, so interesting stuff. The guys have been following it pretty closely and all the you know the coaches, the S&C and that sort of stuff get a, get the data so they can see how well recovered you are and ready for, to perform the next day. Um, is this a new thing? You've never had to do this before this nah, season? No, just this year. Uh, a few of the guys have had it before, but as a group this year they decided to do that and it's a pretty cool idea. But a few of the guys are getting a little bit 
worried that some of the data might be, you know, not something they want want out there. Like maybe <laughs> maybe the mean? the activity that they log just before bed. Uh, the Nicole Kimban activity. <laughs> yes, yeah. So maybe the S and C will be able to find out how long that activity goes for and how <laughs> and how well they'll perform in that activity. So um, that's a bit of a worrying sign for them. But has there genuinely been like any data collected where it does spike at like yeah. eleven p.m. nine twenty? Well, yeah, it's, well funny. it's funny because it, it comes up. Seconds. It comes up on our app as an official activity if it lasts like more than fifteen minutes, or or if it goes above a certain heart rate. I'm and a few, the, a few of the guys. <laughs> <laughs> a few of the guys are blowing up being like come on I do better than that it's not even logging it as an activity surely it counts as an activity like I do alright here but um, yeah that's no, uh, creating some concern the whoop bands that's oh, fantastic yeah, there you go <laughs> rate that highly uh, Goaty mm-hmm. we've got to wind out that the part that you were asking for some research on Charlie again has got back to me he's been on the tools here yeah Pakistan yeah. won the test series 1-0 yes. winning the first test by one wicket mm-hmm. and drawing the last two matches mm-hmm. Is that what you said? Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. but so I reckon Inzi and Mushtaq Ahmed put on like 50 for the last wicket. Is that in a test match? In a test match. The first one that they won. That's pretty elite by you. That's what I do. Good memory. It's also pretty weird, but anyways. <laughs> I've seen weirder. <laughs> yeah, well, you ain't going to be lethal. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Who was in first there? <laughs> I think you got me. <laughs> Very good. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. All right, moving on to the next segment. It's a popular one. I don't know when we would have done it last, but it's the social sin bin. We've got 10 minutes in the bin here. We've got a bin. Gets to 10 minutes in the sin bin. <laughs> anyway, so this week, the segment is sponsored by Wrightstone Trading, who provide sales and manufacturing solutions to the concrete construction industry. So visit wrightstone.com.au to check them out. Um, and we're starting off with the AFLW expansion, which I thought would be a pretty good opportunity to scroll through some comments and find some stinkers. Yeah, we should definitely uh, clarify that we're not putting that idea in the social sim in. No. Uh, we think the idea is very good. Yeah, yeah that's a fine one. And so just to clarify the happen. idea it was is... It happen, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. So the, the idea is the AFLW is expanding to 18 clubs, I believe. Every club's getting a team rather than the... I think it's 14 at the moment. Um, so that's happening. There were a few few articles written about that. It'll still be fourteen um, for next season too, by the way. But then 
from 2022-23. It's 18 teams, so yeah. everyone comes again. So I think that was the Sydney Swans, Port Adelaide. Jeez, uh, who are the other two? Hawthorne's <laughs> definitely one. Mm-hmm. Okay, very good. Anyway, so uh, yeah, so so that's that's happening, and there's been articles published about that. And uh, Corey reckons of all the non-stories, this is the most non-story of all. And um, Essendon Bombers were the other. Thanks, Thanks Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> and on Corey's point, why is this most no. non-story of all? It's quite, it's quite a significant ex- expansion, so it might yeah, not be exciting, a, but it's it's a like, fair story. Yeah, maybe so it's fully not. fully fledged eighteen team. Competition like yeah. it's good. It yeah. could only be a good thing, right? So you can't yeah, say like, but even like if you are an idiot like Corey, mm. yeah. you can't <laughs> you can't say <laughs> a story that you don't like is a yeah. non-story. Yeah, that's what it's I was like, going to say. It might not be his cup of tea, but I mean, it's a pretty big deal to like, a lot could, of people. You could yeah. say this took a lot of the people we put in the social sim minutes. Like, why comment? If, <laughs> yeah. Why? I saw another one by Agreed. the way the other day. Like, um. Dude with the signs, you know that guy on Instagram. Dude, oh, yes. dude with the signs. He's got millions and millions of followers, sort like, of like us. Yeah, yeah, similar. Um, second account, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> and so he's he's like gone out and uh, and he basically he just goes out and holds his sign up and yeah. he's in photos, right? And it was so funny things like like that thing we were talking about last week. Skin that that meeting could have been an email, like just yeah, yeah. things yeah. that sort of are relevant to everyone's life. And he did like a vaccine one. Like look after each other, go and get vaccinated. Where wherever you sit there is completely <laughs> up to you. That's why I'm not entering into that debate because I know how hard of a terrain that mm. is to navigate. But so many people in the comments wrote swift unfollow, quickest unfollow ever, like rapid unfollow. <laughs> like well, it's not that because it's not that quick because mm. you're taking time to comment. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like just unfollow if that's if that's what you're doing. You don't need to announce it to everyone. Yeah, couldn't agree more. On a similar note, Tex says, more of a reason to not watch or care about the AFLW, which I'm struggling to wrap my head around. I mean, perhaps he doesn't watch or care about it, but how it's more of a reason. <laughs> cares more enough, cares enough to comment on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so more people are getting involved and watching it, but it's more of a reason for you to not. Anyway, so I'm struggling with that. Mm. If anyone wants to explain it, Tex, feel free to reach out. Tex. <laughs> Tex. Uh, no, I can't. I can't work that one out. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm dust there. Uh, but yes, okay. So moving on to to men's AFL, the the finals are coming up, and Fox Footy uh, wrote a, a little heading saying that the a rising Swans gun was going to miss the finals. I'm, I'm assuming due to in, injury. Then yep. he, yeah, a rising rising Blakey gun is the player. Yep, thank you, Lethal. And Kevin says I wouldn't say he's a gun just yet, but unlucky for him in the Swans. And uh, I think that would probably be the definition of the rising gun. <laughs> 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 Not quite there yet, but he was getting there. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, exactly what it says in the article. <laughs> <laughs> Funny that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. Weird. That's really, really weird. Good. And I've got one on uh, Chiteshwa Pajara. He, you know, I think he took about 35 balls to reach his first run against England. In, oh, in this is in the cricket, the test uh, match between yeah. England and India. Yeah. How does he yeah. do that? Yeah. And um, <laughs> okay. they, they showed a video of it. And, like, there was a lot of good bowling there. Like, it wasn't bad balls that he was missing out on. Like, they're genuine tough balls. But uh, Phillips comment, commented, uh, what happened to getting off the mark early to build an innings? Nope, let's just block and leave every ball and be boring as batshit. <laughs> Philip, did you watch it? Like, they were... Top of off, just the outside off, you know, it's tough batting. And, and yeah, like but t- Tim's, Tim's saying he's the most boring batsman I've ever watched. And Alex, if you suffer from insomnia, I recommend you watch Pujara <laughs> bat. Like, 
I mean, he does go slow, but that yeah. was tough. That was tough. He, he, he hasn't obviously watched Lee Bat then, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it really hurts because it's so true. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, and probably I can reference it because I can, yeah, I'm, I align to Bajara. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, just that, like, you're not walking out there going, I can't wait to not get off the mark. Like, <laughs> he's obviously trying to get off. Like, what what happened to going and getting off the mark quickly? Like, oh, genius. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't think that you. earlier. I thought I was just going to face like 30-odd dot balls mm. and then maybe I'll get going. Mm. It's like, you're not trying to do it. Just, you're either munging them, in my experience, I try and hit them to cover and they go over the other side to make the square leg umpire on the yeah. foot. <laughs> <laughs> or like the other team's actually allowed to bowl well. That ball's swinging, same in both ways. Yeah. And the other one was uh, in that same game, uh, there was a photo that came out of one of the English players standing on the ball and, you know, the people accusing them of ball tampering. And, and so all the comments were, you know, Adam said, there's no different to a piece of sandpaper or a lolly or even your teeth. You throw the book at them. And then people left, right and centre saying they should be banned for 12 months and the captain. But if you watch the video, like in fast, like in normal pace, one of the players is trying to kick the ball through the other player's legs and like he's not even watching and accidentally stands on the ball. Like there's there's nothing there at all, surely. And Well, I was gonna uh, say how uh, I was sort of guilty of it because someone sent it in our group chat this morning and I didn't really have time like to to look at it uh, properly. So I just saw the still image and was like, Oh my goodness, like that looks horrendous sort of thing. And then when it got to break, I was like, Okay, I'll watch this video and yeah, exactly what you said. I was like, Well, that's obviously not mm. ball tampering. I've so seen a lot worse than that. Complete anyway. accident. Yeah. You're probably guilty of it too. Skin. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Thank you, Hazel, for the contribution. And there was one more uh, in our comments, I believe, a video we posted. Uh, Well, well, Lethal, you probably posted it and and had got entered into a little bit of a debate, if you'd like to talk us through that one. Yeah, but this was unusual. And it just, I mean, the reason that this person has to go in the social simbin is because. You just can't escape from our listeners. One of one of our listeners, many listeners, yeah, mm, exactly. Yeah. One of our listeners, Artie, uh, he just said social simbid time. So I mean, we have to do it. Uh, so the the video skin was of you and I uh, in character. I should reference like it wasn't a real conversation. As I mm. go on to say, it's where I'm saying, "You got any plans for tonight? Do you want to hang out?" And you say, "Nah, mate. Like, no offense. I just would really rather sit by myself than hang out with you." Yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. And we were like when highlighting the we were sort of highlighting the fact like when people say no offense. Yeah, and then proceed to and offend, then proceed you, to yeah. offend you. Yeah. yeah. Like and uh and the comment says, This is exactly why this world is the way it is. You have been brainwashed to believe anything you don't agree with is offensive instead of appreciating the honesty. Which is uh it hasn't quite read the room particularly Maybe well. Yeah. It was a skit. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's really that was my <laughs> Objection with this, like, I mean, maybe you're right, like, sure, but <laughs> 15 second TikTok video yeah. to get a chuckle with it. Yeah. I wasn't planning a on a real cheap that. laugh, that's yeah. right, philosophical, but <laughs> and, oh, well, uh, thanks, mate. <laughs> I just sort of wrote back from the week of the chocolates account, just highlighting the no offense comment, mate. We weren't getting too analytical, it wasn't a real conversation, I don't think. Mm. <laughs> I would have thought that was pretty evident, too. I mean, I'm not sure how many people are, are watching our TikTok videos, but God, our acting is horrendous. What do you mean? <laughs> Every time I send one to Skin, like to Mitch, just to say, is this right to post? Mitch would be like, yeah, it's good. Oh, God, I hate our acting. <laughs> <laughs> it's as good as it's getting. <laughs> we can't make it any better now. It's too late. The yeah. camera's gone, but yeah, yeah. I just hate it. Yeah. Oh, method acting, right on top of it. <laughs> Perfect. Hey, uh, guys, I had a, a couple of things to bring up as well. The new trend that I'm a bit worried about, I've seen, I've got two sightings of this, punching horses in the face. <laughs> I don't think it really should be a trend that we get on top of. You but hope not. No, but mm. uh, I've seen two examples. It was 
the anti-lockdown like, protester mm-hmm. uh, captured like a photo. Photograph is literally him punching a horse. Intelligent critter. Yeah, that's what, the horse or the... Uh, I reckon the horse has got more intelligence than that, <laughs> given what he's wearing. I think so, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, he looks like he's at 12 rounds fitness. He's just mm. throwing proper <laughs> left, little left leading punch there. Uh, and then uh, more recently, the German sort of Olympic uh, horse trainer also punched a horse and was punted from the Olympics. Couldn't participate anymore. Coach was disqualified Saturday after a video showed her punching a horse before the women's modern pentathlon show jumping event. Disqualified completely. So, yeah, I mean, uh, interesting skin. I thought that's probably not you. I mean, you get up, Goaty, for watching them race, so you're not not that impressed with that. Not that impressed with them being punched, you wouldn't think. Uh, No, yeah, yeah, I'm not stoked with them getting punched. Um, I... Yeah, probably try try avoid letting that catch on if you don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't punch them, but you can kick them in the ribs or whip them. That's all right. Yeah, just can't whip that. this German German trainer, she punched the horse and then was yelling at the rider saying, "Hit yeah, it, was, hit it harder." Yes, yeah, yeah. She was pretty giving it a crack, wasn't she? But I was going to say that the the other one, the old mate, the bloody protester. I mean, not I'm certainly not going to try and make him sound any more intelligent because he's at an anti-vaxxing protest, but um. He like we, we've just seen that photo. Everyone's seen that photo, but I don't know if you've. It's, it's sort of another example of what you were just talking about with the the ball tampering. If you've seen the video of it, it really like hardly gives it a crack at all. Like he's, it's not a punch. He like pushes it away with his fist, with his limp like, wrists. Yeah. It's very limp. It's all slow. It's well, not. Yeah. It's, it's a weird. It's really not a fierce, <laughs> not a yeah. fierce punch. You wouldn't suggest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Charlie again just coming through with the goods here. Accused the man accused of punching a horse during a Sydney rally is a caring animal lover who was defending himself. <laughs> <laughs> the court has heard. ironic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Um, it, it did happen during the the modern pentathlon, as we heard, and um, I think Kaylee Kuoko is that how you say her name? The the actress. Yeah, and uh, she yeah. she said that she wants to buy the horse for one, but also she said that it's not equestrian. It's not a true, you know example of equestrian the way they do it in the modern pentathlon mm. i wouldn't have any idea not like but horse racing is it <laughs> <laughs> no, of course not no, they're great. <laughs> but, yeah, i didn't i didn't actually nice. know yeah i didn't know much about the modern pentathlon uh, so i thought i'd look it up and uh no. inform you guys too I don't yeah, know, unless you guys are experts on yeah, it i don't know no, but absolutely thoughts, not has <laughs> the floor is yours <laughs> it's, it's not too modern anymore it was actually introduced uh in 1912 in stockholm um and comprises of the contemporary sports of pistol shooting, fencing, swimming, horse riding, and running. So uh, it was said to test a man's moral qualities, such as their physical resources and skills, producing thereby the ideal complete athlete. Uh, That's what they were trying to to get out there. And... um, but and so they was trying to say that anyone at any age can win this, and some people would compete at three or four Olympics um, in the modern pentathlon. And then the oldest Olympic gold medalist in the modern pentathlon to date is Pavel Lednev from Russia, uh, who was thirty-seven years old in nineteen eighty games. Who won it? So that's a, that's a decent effort from Pavel. Uh, but yeah, from nineteen twelve to nineteen eighty, it was it was held over five days with one event per day. But from nineteen ninety six onwards, it's now just a one day event. All all the events on one day. So one so, day and yeah. jam it in. Mm. Just one of the horses had had enough. <laughs> Stop shooting at me. <laughs> Wait, uh, yeah. Has, sorry, can you rattle off those sports again? Or, yeah, it's a uh, weird combination. Yeah, yeah. So pistol shooting, I think while running. I think so. you got to run and pistol shoot at the yeah, same time. And yeah. uh, fencing, swimming and horse riding, where they've got to jump over the, yeah, the, the jumps. So okay. I'm not sure about the running, shooting. Yeah, you run, yeah. you stop, you shoot five things. Okay. And you keep running. 
This is this is what we're talking about with the the like steeple chase last yeah. week. Like, what was, what, what are we doing? <laughs> I think it was supposed to be like a, a realistic, a realistic thing where like <laughs> someone might have to, like the ultimate person would have to do all those things. They'd have to do swimming and then they'd have to get onto a horse and ride a horse and they might have to run and shoot like to survive or something. It was supposed to be like an all encompassing life skills. It's fucking thing. Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> Just see Bear Grylls yeah. doing a pentathlon. <laughs> <laughs> that is loose. In what what area of your life would you needed to do one of those things, let alone all five on the same day? Well, the good thing is none of us can do any of it this day. Yeah. No, I can yeah, run. I'll, I'll shout a bit. Well, the next not fast, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. All right, Has, that's quality. Well done, Has. Well, well rounded up. And boys, just to finish off, you're yeah. for a tweet. Um, this is sort of right in our wheelhouse this time of year. Like, not very good, but hilarious. And Jimmy Nation's very, very good on Twitter. <laughs> just say that again. Yeah, not very good, but, but hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> That is right in our <laughs> wheelhouse. Yeah, that's that's essentially yeah, for those our who, humor. Yeah. For those who follow Jimmy Nation on Twitter, he's very, very he good. good so at. Give him a give him a follow. He's very good and very good with his fans. So um, he basically got a, a Twitter message um, from uh, Saad Umar, and he basically just said, your thoughts on Farwad Alam, who's a Pakistani left-handed batter and very good one. The man's a fighter, isn't he? And then Jimmy simply replied... I thought he was a cricketer. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was brilliant. It's so, it's so simple. It's so yeah. simple, <laughs> simple but genuine. Just, <laughs> yeah, that's very good. <laughs> Give Jimmy another shout out. Oh, I might get that. him on. We can Jimmy. get him on. I reckon we can get him on. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, definitely. Has will probably get him. I reckon. Has Come on, Has. Oh, I'll try. Yeah. I'll try. Is <laughs> there anyone ODI has? No, no, I don't think he played that yeah. game. I wasn't out there long though. I didn't have yeah. any bowlers bowl to me. Mm. Uh, mm. Me so you played one ODI for Australia. How does that not get mentioned? My my yeah. one one day <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> always get mentioned every week. Yeah, that's the first time we've really brought that up. Like, oh yeah. And then Goaty has definitely played that one. What do you call yours? ODD one day domestic. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's that's it. Yeah. List, list, list day. List day game. So we both just one trick ponies over there. Now look at us. Sorry about that. Eighty five thousand followers on Instagram. Look at us. You I made it. You finally made it. One trick ponies that we don't punch, obviously, skin. Clarify. <laughs> Very good. We shoot at them, though. <laughs> Whilst running and doing a Sudoku. <laughs> Rightio. Episode 97 of the We Got the Chocolates podcast is done. If you know the solid times that come from being in a team, throw your hand up on the website, our Instagram page, or Facebook to share a story or question that your mates have been discussing. And uh, we would love to have you in contact with us, maybe even have you on the podcast. So, Mitch, where can people get in contact with us? Uh, social media, as you, as you alluded to, or the website. So that <laughs> that's well. true, actually. We got the chocolates.com.au or on Instagram, we are we got the chocolates 2.0. Everywhere else we should just be, we got the chocolates. It was a, uh, a little mishap with the... Uh, what happened there? <laughs> I've tried to challenge that so many times. <laughs> You're trying to trick them. Here's a, guys, if you don't have a busy week, here's something for you to do. Reach out to Instagram and see if you can get a reply. Fort <laughs> 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 <Thought> Knox. <laughs> and guys, don't forget to give us a rating and review and maybe share with a friend. Mm. Yeah, be a great idea. Great Absolutely. idea. And uh, in the show notes, you'll find some offers from our sponsors. So please support our podcast by supporting our sponsors. That's me. <laughs> Very good. So from Cody, has Mitch and myself remember that whether you're 10 goals up, down, in the bin, or have the spoon, you're still getting amongst it. And that means that you are most certainly getting the chocolates. So we love having you. We'll be straight back with you this time next week. Good luck in the future. Stop.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 